How much time till we're on? Of course, it's the uh, it's Manly versus the Roosters yes. tonight. So. SCG. The NRLW is is what thirteen minutes remaining in the first half at the moment, and the Roosters twelve nil over the Dragons. Welcome, Scotty Sattler, and welcome to all our listeners through the Super Radio Network, SEN sixteen twenty on the Goldie, uh, SEN Track Stations, SEN Fanatic, and all those listening through the SEN app, and all our listeners in New Zealand through SENZ. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Text us, double eight, double three. That's the text number if you're from New Zealand or 0457 736 736 in Australia. You can get involved, one 1170 just a one-hour show tonight because of uh, the build-up to Thursday night footy. I don't want to spend a lot of time, uh, Sats. We on... know you don't like talking about the Roosters. We get it. No, no. The listeners not... get it. No, it's not the Roosters. Okay. It's the Bledisloe. Oh, yeah. In Dunedin this week, uh, oh. this Saturday, 2.30, I think it is, kickoff, which is 12.35 Australian time, and the it's old, rattled. The old field down there was Carisbrook, Carisbrook, which is the House of Pain, which has now been knocked down, and they've got Forsyth Bar, which is the indoor stadium in Dunedin now. Great town, too, I believe. I've not been to Dunedin. Well, in Australian terms, classes are like a, a university college right. college town, yeah. Rightio. As everyone settled down from last night, I did do a, uh, an audit. We had KPMMG, KPMG in here today. I was caught a flog no less than 173 times. Yep. Mm. Unfair. Unfair. Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I thought you were very harsh on Phil. I was not. You were. I was not. <laughs> Lucky uh, New Zealand listeners. Hey, listen, um, if you're listening New Zealand, why is the uh, – some of my mates have been thrown off. I've got a mate who doesn't mind a rum, mm-hmm. and uh, he warmed up by starting rums at 10 a.m. last week for You're an 8 o'clock that. kickoff. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Now, he's rattled this week because the game starts at 12.30, the Bledisloe, on Saturday, Australian time. Why can someone fill me in, double eight, double three, particularly our Kiwi listeners, why is the game not at night? Why is it uh, 2.30 kickoff New Zealand time? I'm I'm not sure now. Our New Zealand listeners may be able to tell us more because historically the Australian Bledisloe games, when we've moved into a new era of sport and and um, broadcasting rights, whatever it may be, have always been night games at Stadium Australia, yeah, Sunport right, Stadium, whatever it may be. Um, but in New Zealand, correct me if I'm right, is that New Zealand have always hosted a lot of the Bledisloes during the day. Correct me if I'm right. Right. And they really haven't swayed away from that. I thought that had changed. Uh, anyway, look, someone in New Zealand will let us know. Double eight, double three. Mm. Are the Wallabies any chance this weekend? I, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Now, I think for Eddie, his his prize is to try and is to try and prepare the side for bigger things, which is the World Cup, of course. Mm. Getting through to the to the quarterfinals first and foremost. Then you 
Then you read That's going to be tough. Preparation. Wales and, and Fiji in yeah, our group. Absolutely. Um, and on the back of that, the Wallabies this week against this almighty side, the All Blacks, who just look, I mean, they always look, they're bigger than everyone. They're more physical than everyone else. They're quicker. Their outside backs are mm. just phenomenal. Um, the Alan Alalatoa, who's the, the regular skipper, well, he has uh, had to hand over the captaincy to young Tate McDermott, who's the 86th Australian captain against the All Blacks. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the this is the one of the least experienced Wallaby sides ever. Well, they're calling it the regeneration of the Wallabies. Oh, I think it's we're staffed. We've got too many injuries, Wallabies. Yeah, just if it seems as though just from a talent perspective, we're we're a long way behind at the moment, which you know, which we've been for a number of years, especially when it comes to to playing the All Blacks. Um, Kiwi Lincoln from Potty, great part of the world, Sats. Yeah. Uh, it's because of the Women's World Cup. Okay, there you go, Lincoln. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Uh, and Michael from the Gold Coast said the same. Uh, it's because of the Women's World Cup I heard today. Big show. Um, Knights assistant Blake Green would join us. He's over in Perth uh, as the Knights prepare to take on the Dolphins Saturday afternoon in that NRL double header at Optus Stadium. He'll join us. Pete Madell from the Courier Mail. We've got our warm-up segment, thanks to Reem, as we preview the Chooks and Manly at the SCG. Welcome back to the SCG. Was that good? That was good. I didn't Thank mind you. that. And Chris Nelson's got a couple of tips. Uh, racing Queensland. Uh, I know earlier too, by the way, you're looking for the Banana Cup. Is Banana it? Cup in Innisfail. It's been abandoned. It's been moved. Really? They've had so much rain in Innisfail. It's been moved to Cairns. Okay. So it's up that way around Innisfail and Cairns and Tully or that. Some of the biggest rainfalls in the country. Um, I got I did some research earlier, and mm-hmm. it's uh, they've had about eighty mils of rain. Yep. So they've had to move it. So that'll be in Cairns this week, and I hope Danger, one of our loyal listeners and original whackpacker, uh, will be heading uh, to. Can I that. ask you where the sporty gave? I I allocated him as part of the whackpack during the week. Are Again, you happy with that? He's like the godfather of the whackpack because he's in front of his roaring fire with his cat on his lap and yep. a pipe and a, mm. a velvet robe. Yep. So, yeah, definitely. Yep. Sporty Gav's one of the, the originals. So. Okay. Yeah. Hey, um, some news. New South Wales Rugby League is set to announce the re-signing of Freddie for the 2024 Origin Series as his current contract nears the end. Well, it is. It is ending. It, yeah. is, it has ended. Uh, this is what Freddie uh, actually had to say after the Game 3 win about his coaching future. Well, at the end of the day... They may have had a bearing what the board may think because you know they'll decide who is going to be the coach going forward. I'm gathering they'll speak to me about how I feel and if I've got the energy or if I want to do it. So you know them playing well today and winning, most probably uh, the consequences of getting beat by 30 would be, I'm still there for a couple of months, so we'll wait and see. I've got to say, from Freddie's six years, won three, lost three. And it's not a bad record when you've, consistently lost two of your best players, two of the most destructive players, which are Luttrell and Tommy Trebojevic and Tedesco at the back, I've got to say. So I think the New South Wales Rugby League, and now Freddie's got a really good relationship with Dave Trodden and the executive management committee at the New South Wales Rugby League because not only what he does for that team that we see play three origins each year, it's all those pathway programs. He spends a lot of time with those as well. And also he does a lot of stuff with the community when it comes to the origin. Uh, he sells it beautifully. Now, when you look at his record three and three, it's it's not that bad when you look at the players that he's missed out on. Mm. And I think I've got no doubt that the New South Wales Rugby League that looked at Freddie and said, you know, one, we love him. Two, 
The players love him. Three, he's had success. Mm. Four, we've got to look at when he's got Trebojevic and Latrell Mitchell in Which the side. Which hasn't been a lot. No. Hasn't so been a lot, no. When we've got them in the side, we're a completely different team. So, And if they pick the right players in the halves and the right number nine as well, we do better. Well, what happens next year when Bradman Best, who has proven that he can step up to that level... If Tedesco doesn't retire from Origin Rugby League, which I don't see him doing anytime soon, and Trebojevic and Latrell are the centres, mm. where does, does Bradman best just know. unfortunately no, just, just unfortunate. fall back in line? Or Absolutely. Do they put him on the wing? I'm not quite sure. He'll be part of probably the 19-man squad, but that's, yeah, that's about it. Hey, um, Michael from the Gold Coast has said, Woogie, if you check out the All Blacks team, it's not full strength either. You beauty, we're back. We're yeah, a chance that they have put it. They have put two or three players in there. Yes, they want to get some further experience before the World Cup. Could they do us a favour mm-hmm. and possibly forfeit? No. Why not? Shan't be happening. Okay. Hey, um, yeah, interesting, interesting uh, thing. That, uh, and Daddy Vass is being a, a smart, you know what? Mm. Say, who's a better coach, Freddie or Gus? Don't even start. I've got to say, and as I said last it's night, it's a Gus-free zone. If Freddie wasn't willing to take the role on because mm. of the pressures and don't. Everything that comes with it. No, I, I think New South Wales would be it'd be worthy of having a discussion with Gus. No, and no, say, no, no. Would he's you banned. Come back? Remember, he's banned from the show no, when I'm on. No, that's your rule. Yeah, and I'm here, and it's and and I'm the content manager. <laughs> You're the panel op tonight. So, um, <laughs> look, Daddy Vass is at his finest. He just said, "What about Sam Burgers?" <laughs> So, listeners, we've got this little screen, and Daddy Vass sits in this other room behind us, and he just types in things so he updates us of what's breaking at the moment. So, like, at the moment, he just texted in and said, four minutes to go, 12 nil, Roosters against the Dragons. Yeah, but he said, yeah, Sam, Sam Burgers, Burgers. Remember question t- mark. Remember the time I said, mate, can you grab a, uh, some audio of that frog? And he's titled it, Hermit the Frog. It's the Muppet Show. <laughs> Kids. Polaris My 23 plate clearance is on now. Save up to $3,000 on selected models. Uh, Do you want Freddie, New South Wales fans? Should Freddie retain the role of New South Wales coach? I think so. 127 says, what? I thought Glenn was the leader of the WAC pack. I I don't look. Can we stop? Moses is the the incumbent New South Wales half. Wolves your flog. And it should remain that. I I didn't say Moses shouldn't play. (laughs) What about you just getting called a flog again? (laughs) I, I didn't that. say I'd love to have Moses as hard. I thought mm. Moses was outstanding. Yep. I really did. I don't think we lost anything with Cleary being being injured, New mm. South Wales. Anyway, let's cross to Pete Bedell on the latest on Payne Haas. Uh, g'day, Pete. You've been at a boxing event today, mate. Uh you've been in Sydney today, Pete. Yeah, look, I'm in I'm in Sydney. I'm in Sydney for just had a, a boxing press conference to announce Nikita Zoo's upcoming fight on August 23 against Jack Brubaker. So it's the biggest fight of Nikita's career. And if he eventually wins the Australian title, which could be two fights away, he will join Tim as the only brothers to win an Australian Super World to a World title or to an Australian title. So it's a, some history beckoning for Nikita. He'll knock Brubaker over. Yeah? Nikita, yeah. Who yeah. did he smash a couple of weeks ago? Sats knocked know. someone out in the first round. Can't remember. He's strong. Yeah, Benjamin, Benjamin Bomber, boys. Benjamin Bomber, mm. aptly named. First <laughs> round. Hey, now, Pete, um, the big news over the last 24 hours is, of course, Payne Haas is playing great rugby league. He's on the open market uh, as of November 1st, officially. But um, the Melbourne Storm have met with his management 
yesterday. Uh, is this just testing the waters or is, is there a legitimate interest there from, from the storm? Well, Sats, I spoke to Craig Bellamy yesterday and he, he said that if he becomes available, he would absolutely put his hand up to have a talk to him and he'd be genuinely interested in him. He, he thinks, Craig, that, that Payne would be the perfect specimen for their football program. I mean, he's got a great work ethic. He's a tackling machine. And I just think his DNA and what he stands for as a player would probably suit Craig Bellamy's style perfectly at Melbourne. So there is some interest there now. Of course, he's not he's not able to register any deal with any other club at this point in time until he becomes a free agent from November the 1st. So it may well be, boys, that the Broncos can time up to an extension before November 1. But if he goes to the market, I think Melbourne will be one of the, the forerunners. And to be honest, guys, I think they're one of the few clubs he would consider going to because Payne wants to win a premiership. He wants to be in a successful team. So that rules out a lot of teams in the competition. So the Storm, though, uh, I believe they're a realistic chance if they've got the cap space. Don't you love it when players say, I want to win a premiership? They all want to win premierships. Yeah, so um, I read with interest also, Pete, that he nearly went to the Melbourne Storm years ago if it wasn't for a, for a, a call from Wayne Bennett that kept him at the Broncos. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, I spoke to, I've spoken to Payne and his father about this. So, in two, when he was a 16-year-old, just before he was about to sign his first NRL rookie contract with the Broncos, he he was interested in the Storm because of obviously their success. They were the benchmark club at the time. He liked Craig Bellamy as a coach. And he went to the airport with his dad. They, were, they had flights booked to go to Melbourne to go down there to sign. And when they were at the airport, the name Wayne Bennett flashed up on Payne Haas's phone. And believe it or not, Wayne said, look, don't sign with Melbourne, talk to me first. And they they aborted the trip and they ended up signing with the Broncos. So it was a real wow. it was a real sliding doors moment and a sign of Wayne Bennett's genius that he was able to convince Payne not to fly to Melbourne. But that's how close it was. He was he was a two hour flight away from signing with the Storm. You know he was on scholarship, Jace, with the Warriors originally. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Mm. Jeez, I didn't know that. Hey, um, one minute I'm hearing Justin Holbrook could be uh, turning up at the Bulldogs. Next minute, he's on a plane heading to the UK. I've heard lots of reports this morning, Pete, about Justin Holbrook. Is he going back to the UK and will he be coaching Warrington? Well, they're definitely an option, Jason. Now, I'm told it's not a done deal just yet. They are a genuine option, though. So I'll tell you what, for a guy who's been sacked by the Titans, he's become the most sought-after coach in rugby league, Justin Holbrook. Um, so he's he met so Phil Gould flew up to the Gold Coast last Friday and had chats with Justin Holbrook's management. Then the Roosters have put their hand up. They're in. They've got an eye. They've got an iron in the fire. And I know on Tuesday night Holbrook had a Zoom meeting with the Warrington Wolves. Now of course they've sacked their coach Daryl Powell, so they're on the lookout for a new head coach. Now they've offered Justin a two and a half year contract, so the rest of this season and then two more years on top of that. And the Roosters and the Dogs have offered him assistant coaching roles. So I'm told that Holbrook's really torn between wanting to be a head coach, but obviously the, the tyranny of distance taking his family back to England against taking a, a, an assistant coach's role here for the benefit of his family, not relocating them. So that's what he's weighing up at the moment. He's genuinely torn, but the Wolves are, are a big shot. This will come down to his, his beautiful wife about whether she enjoyed her time in the UK. Mm. 
and whether she wants to go back there. And I think that's going to be the, the major decision because him getting a job, Pete, is probably the, the least of his concerns because he's going to get a job. But, I, Pete, you know, you know Justin Holbrook from dealing with him also. I think his personality suits the UK Super League more so than the NRL, which they just chew you up and spit you out over here. Yeah, look, it's a good point, Sats. Look, I, I, sometimes I wonder if Justin was almost too nice for the NRL. I mean, he's a wonderful man. You, we all, anyone who knows Justin can speak so highly of him. And I think, I think the cutthroat nature sometimes of the industry in Australia, particularly the media pressure and the media furnace, can, I think it would, I think it would could get the better of Justin if he went to a bigger club such as the Roosters or or Melbourne or some of the Sydney teams where. The, the furnace is so intense and there's a constant glare and, and there's a lot of pressure on teams to deliver. Whereas in England, you don't have the same media scrutiny. It's more of a collegial game over there. There's not as much criticism. It's not as I don't think it's as cutthroat as the NRL. So, look, I think Justin Holbrook is a very good coach. I mm. think he'd be a brilliant assistant for the Roosters or the Dogs. But if he's got head coaching aspirations, then I guess he, he probably has to go back overseas because it doesn't look like there's any head coaching opportunities anytime soon in the NRL. So maybe maybe Warrington are a big a big opportunity and it's whether Justin is prepared to take a back seat and be an assistant or if he wants to be the main man calling the shots in Super League. Such a good bloke too, Justin. Hobbit. I thought he would have been great at the Gold Coast if they would have been able to swallow their pride a little bit at the Gold Coast and put Neil Henry as assistant. Yeah. I thought it would have been yeah. a really good combination. But, and the yeah. highlight for me out of all of this conversation is Pete Bag and the media in Australia about yeah. how tough they are. Pete, you are the media. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't distance yeah, yourself, I'm, yeah. I'm, one of, I'm one of the vipers. <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable, right. you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the attack dogs of Justin Sickle. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. You've driven many a man to their sacking, you have. <laughs> <laughs> You've caused it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Pete, we're just joking. Uh, mate, good luck. Have a nice flight home uh, at the pointy end of the plane. I hope you get a nice glass of champagne and a nice meal on the way back. A cardinet? Uh, he'll have a, he's a cardinet man yeah, all he's over. a cardinet. Yep. Sitting there in the business class with his loafers. <laughs> you know what I call it? I call it reverse business class. I like to sit in 28D because I'm right near the bathroom. So that's my reverse business class. Planes never Brilliant. back into a mountain, do they, Pete? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm onto it. Pete Bedell, Chief League Writer from the Courier Mart. Love, love having you on the show, mate. Thanks for your time. No worries, boys. Anytime. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. Dings putting a player through a hole. The ankle tap now. Ponga. No one in front of him. Newcastle race away for the first try. Brilliant from the Knights. Oh, yeah, brilliant from Ponga. This team is in red-hot form. They're just the quiet achievers in the NRL right now. The odd now. number. The odd number's going to work in their favour. The, the draw will, yeah, will it? Yeah, work in their favour. Sitting one point outside the eight, they've just uh, landed in Perth, ready to take on the Dolphins, part of a, an NRL double header uh, at the Optus Stadium on Saturday. Uh, Blake Green, one of the assistant coaches at um, at Newcastle, joining us now. Blake, welcome to the show. Uh, I, I just we've got to spare a thought, and everyone just stop what they're doing. Spare a thought for this bloke. He's been stuck on a plane for five hours with no in-flight entertainment, next to Frankie Barrett, and no food, and no food. Frankie Barrett, the media manager, who's just talked his ear off the entire time. Blake, are you okay? <laughs> Thanks for having me on, lads. It's giving me a bit of a boost, actually, talking to someone different than Frank for the last five hours. It's been good. Oh, that would be painful. I, so, 
Can I can I just ask the scene on the plane? So you're in economy stuck next to Frank. So you're down the back near the toilet, without a doubt. Uh, is <laughs> Ponger would have to take a business car seat with me? I mean, what's the, what's the order? What's the pecking order at the night? Oh, lads, he's got his own plane. Kalen is a plane. Yeah, no, we, we are all, uh, all of us, um, we're all knockabouts, mate. So we're all in economy and flew over safely. We're all here ready to go in Perth. Good stuff. I love Perth. Now, will the coaching staff, Blakey, will you, when you tuck everyone into, so what happens, Jace, usually? You tuck everyone into bed, make sure they've had their massages and their treatment. They all go to bed and they've yep. got their little curfew. And, yep. and then all the coaches usually go out for a bit of a, nice. a, bit of a beer yep. at the Good. local. So. Good. Will the coaching staff get to Perth's version of the Mad Cow, which is the Leaderville Hotel? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure, but I think we we may be going for um, maybe a refreshment or two at Cottesloe uh, at some stage uh, tomorrow, I think. So we've got a bit of a function there and uh, nice. mingle with a few people and see how it goes. Now, Carlin Ponga, who's been outstanding um, he, in, the, in the last recent few recent weeks. Now... Um, heard during the week that he thought about maybe stepping away from the game because of the head knocks and whatever it may be. But you must be proud, Blake, as a as a coaching team, how he's been able to get some consistency back in his game. Yeah, super proud of him, Sats. He's done a tremendous job. You know, he's got a really good rhythm to his game at the moment. Um, you know, he's really found his found his feet um, in terms of you know being able to bring that you know natural instincts that he's got and that that. Um, into our game, but I guess it would have been a bit of a, it was a tough one for him early on. You know, that's a, it's a bit of a new thing that some of the players are facing now with the, with the head knocks um, and, and how serious it's been treated uh, by the game. So um, I guess it was, it was something that, you know, he had to over, overcome, I guess a little bit of hesitation there uh, early on from him, but um, yeah, he certainly found his feet now and he's in a, in a little purple patch of form. Yeah, everyone grips their chairs, don't they? As soon as he goes down, when you think, oh, is he going to have to be taken off now? Uh, he stepped down from Origin, which I've got to say, was, which is a really brave decision. You usually very rarely see Queensland players step away from Origin, especially at the age he is. But a decision of that nature, which has a huge effect on the club as well, Blakey, is, is that collectively with, with Kalen and the club, or is that just purely Kalen's decision? Oh, you obviously had some conversations, um, you know, with the, some, I guess, with his mum and dad. First and foremost, he had some conversations with them, and he's had some had a chat with Adam. But uh, from him, he, he really wanted to focus and put all his energy into into his game and, and getting you know to the highest level that he can. Uh, you know, missing that last sort of six weeks of the season, that's all he was focused on. He had he obviously rang Bill and and let him know that of his plans. And as you said, particularly for for a Queensland, it's it's such a hard thing to do. And you know to give someone like Reese Walsh an opportunity, it, it took it took some guts, mate, to, mm. to do it. And, um, but you know, like I said earlier, we're we're tremendously proud of him. He gets, um, you know, he's under a fair bit of pressure, you know, in this town. He's the he's the the highlight reel player. He's the captain of the club, and um, you know, he's he's been able to handle that uh, really well this year and, and do a great job for us. Knights assistant coach uh, Blake Green talking to us live from Perth at the moment. Like the Knights have been in outstanding form over over the last month, and, and you've got some key players back, and you've got Ponga back at at fullback in in great form. Apart from just getting players back, was there a moment where the club decided we've got to turn this around and start playing better footy? Well, I reckon like we we actually changed a few things. We 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 try to 
form our own identity, you know, with the footy this year. So we had a distinct style that that we wanted to play that we thought, you know, suited all the all the members of our footy team. Um, so we we play, you know, pretty direct with some close passing and, and play from short field positions a lot. And I just took a little bit of while to uh, to get into the right rhythm of that. Um, and, and get the team all, all uh, I guess, aware of, of what framework we want to sort of play in. So that's been a, that's been a big plus for us. And then, you know, defensively, we've we've been enormous defensively, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in the last six weeks. Um, you, we've sort of we've gone away from being a sort of up and in uh, a, a jam sort of team where we work really hard from the inside and hold our nerve on the edge now. So just a few little changes um, in terms of, of of how we want to play with our systems and. It's just all sort of clicked in the in the last sort of six weeks for us. So refreshing to hear that. Mm. I've always said the inside defender is the most important defender, and it's great to hear that, Blakey. Now, I spoke to John Cartwright at the start of the year, assistant coach of the Broncos. I said, who's a player that's come back from the World Cup, just a, four, a far more well-rounded player? And he said, I'll oh, wait till you see Pat Carrigan this year, and we've seen the way that he plays. I'm going to ask you about Bradman Best, that one origin week that he had, and then he had that amazing game. Have you, have you seen a transformation in him and maturity? coming back from origin? Definitely, Sats. You know, the, the confidence that he's taken out of that, I, I guess scoring a double in origin yeah. is going to do that to you. But um, I think just being being around players like Cody Walker was, was a big one for him. Um, it's, it's allowed him to get a bit of an insight into, I guess, some of the things that you need to talk about on the edge and with your detail and your movements defensively. So... Um, you know, he's obviously only been at the one club before Bradman, so being able to see someone uh, that's you know pretty elite in our game uh, from another club and how he communicates, that's been probably the most beneficial thing for him when he comes back. He, you know, he, he soaks so much information in from that camp, um, and you know, I guess as you've seen since he's been back, he's he's been moving really well for us. He has, he has now. Blakey, you're you're an old-fashioned player. The way you used to play, you must you, know, you must be salivating at the at the forwards battle. I love you, Leo Thompson. I think he's a, an amazing young player. But I mean, the the forward pack you're playing against the Dolphins this weekend, they're battle hardened, aren't they? They are. They're um, plenty of experience, uh, plenty of old heads, like you said. Uh, you know, just just touching on Leo, he's don't want to be too biased, but he's probably one of my favourite players. Yeah. I, I love. Um, I love his effort. I love, you know, his leg speed. I love how tough he is and gets amongst it. Like, I think that, um, you know, I don't think he's too far away from sort of pushing for yeah. a, a test jersey for the Kiwis. He's very similar mould to, you know, someone like James Fisher-Harris that are all effort-based players. And um, it's going to be a big challenge for him. I thought he did a great job, you know, stepping up against um, Papali and Tarpany last week for the Raiders. So it's a, it's a big one for him against, you know, someone who was probably the... Uh, you know, the best front rower in the game mm. uh, for a while there in Jesse Bromwich. So, yeah, uh, big battle for them and a good challenge for our pack. Now, um, we've got this year to worry about, but I've got to say, you, it's great that the depth that you've been able to sign, Blakey, also from next year. Jack Cogger, who's had a great season with Penrith, always been a really good player. But outside of that, a lot of people, it's flown under the radar a little bit because you've you've signed um, young Will Price from Huddersfield, who's a pretty classy halfback slash 5'8" real Kale and Ponga like so there's a there's a lot of depth coming through now isn't there yeah certainly mate we, we've got a couple of signings coming over there. we've got Kai Pierce Paul yes. coming over from Wigan who mm. who played for England in the World Cup sort of he's in a you know the back row sort of back row centre 
mould, but really tall, athletic. Um, so he, he will add a, a bit of a point of difference. We saw in Jed Cartwright as well, who's you know similar body shape. Uh, and as you said, Will Price, we're not sure where you know where he'll end up. He's super athletic, so he could you know he could play you know centre or five eight on fullback wing. You know he's sort of going to be a bit of a project for us once he once he mm. lands over over here in Australia. So um, and yeah, the, the most recent one, obviously Jack Cogger done a really good job uh, filling in for for Nathan while he's been injured and. I reckon some of the, you know, some of the knowledge that he would have picked up um, at that footy club, it's it, it will be, you know, invaluable for us, and um, you know, he'll be a great asset, asset for us. Okay, before we let you go, take yourself out of the equation here, but just let's fast forward. You've won on Saturday night, and you said, "Okay, let's go, Adam O'Brien and Co. Let's let's go have a beer, Frankie Barrett and the coaching team." Does Adam O'Brien love a beer though? He's a he's a he's a bit of a that that it's. Probably his favourite pastime. Yeah. His dad was a publican down <laughs> yeah. in Bay. Oh, well, there you go. Time, so <laughs> yeah. He's had a few. <laughs> have you answered? Have you answered my question there? If who's the last one to go home? Is 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 that is that the coach? Oh, it, it's probably the coach. Last one is in last man standing because he yeah. can he he does enjoy uh, having a <laughs> beer, but I don't reckon he'll be out in public a whole heap. True. He'll probably be in the team hotel uh, having a beer with everyone, but he'll be the. The first one to suggest it, I reckon, of all the staff. Well, I hope you're going to have a good win, um, Blakey. And, but most of all, I hope that you're hung over on Sunday and you get stuck next to Frank Barrett oh, again, the communications manager for another <laughs> five hours. In the middle on, seat. Lads. In the middle <laughs> seat. Uh, sure. not, mate, that'll be great. Surely, uh, surely we can change the season. <laughs> <laughs> Knights play the Dolphins off the stadium Saturday night, 5.30 for a big double header. Mate, good luck with that, and thanks for your time on Sports Day. All our listeners listening through 2HD, love your nights. Go well. Thanks, lad. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. The warm-up, thanks to Ream, except nothing less than Australia's best Ream. Roosters taking on uh, the Sea Eagles tonight. Round 23 of the NRL at the SCG. Can the Roosters make a late run to the finals? Mm. Uh, and can Manly go again after the emotional high of DCE's 300 last week? Well, it's an interesting one. I don't know what to think about this game. The Roosters are one of those sides where... Rooster Muzz, correct me if I'm right. Um, the Roosters are one correct of those sides right. when you just you're expecting them just to come good, and they did it two weeks ago against the the Titans, and were disappointing. I thought they were really flat against the Broncos last week at the Gabba, and this Manly side will. Everyone keeps thinking, well, they're just a matter of time before they fall away. Mm. So it's two completely completely different expectations. But I've got to say, this Manly side is becoming a real thorn in the side to a lot of people. And the way that Daly's playing at the moment in, you know, up there with some of his best years that he's ever had at the age of, what, 34 or whatever it's he is. It's incredible, isn't it? It is. And they've lost a couple of really good front rowers as well. And they've still got Toff Sipley and, and Matt Lodge. And they've got um, Ethan Bullimore. They've, Aaron Woods has been able to come over the club. So depth-wise, they're flying at the moment, mm. mainly. From a ladder point of view, they're not. But if they win tonight, both teams mathematically can still win Still can still be in the in the top mm. eight. Whoever loses tonight, it's fair to say, can start arranging their end of season trip. They both probably go to the same place for their end of season. I think maybe like a 
Vegas, Amsterdam. It's not Bali. Let's be honest. They're not going to Bali. Cabo. Not going to the Goldie. Mexico. See, it would be somewhere, one of those, I don't know, Peru. So I, I would see a club like the Cowboys. Yeah. Newcastle. I'd see them going to Bali. Oh, well, Newcastle have already done that mid-season. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So it's not... But I think Manly and the Roosters, they could probably go on a joint end-of-season trip. Yeah. Probably Mex- Paris or somewhere. Yeah. The City of Lights. Mm. Hanging out together. Yep. Going to... Somewhere very expensive. Yes. Yes. Very expensive and where there's art museums. Yep. I can see that happening. So who wins wins this game? Uh, I've tossed and turned. I think Manly win by six. And I think basically on the back of Daly Cherry Evans, the way that he's playing. Absolutely. He's the difference, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's he's one of the best players in the comp. Uh, Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Uh, Before we get to some tech stats, and I'd love you to read out some of those, uh, Saturday, 5 o'clock, Mm. Sunshine Coast Stadium, oh, the Sunshine yes. Coast Falcons take on the almighty winless Ipswich Jets. Um, and, of course, the return of Ryan Pappenhausen. This 14 months. Mate, I have not heard anyone not say anything, not say anything that wasn't positive. Is that right? Yeah, he's, say he's, nothing but positive stuff, things about his return to rugby league this weekend. Oh, he's just a, he's just a quality human being. He's always made himself accessible to people. Um, and I've got to say, if he comes back and gets back to the form that we've seen him, if Melbourne Storm go through this year and and make a grand final and let's say win it, whatever it may be, either way, even if they don't win it, there's a really good documentary on the end of this with a really good message because they followed every one of his every part of his uh, movement. Uh, yeah, that's his incredible. Re- rehab isn't it? over 14 months. What do you reckon? Two, three weeks? There's no there's no rush to bring him back. No, there's not. There's not. But you've Time is not on their side because you're about to head into the finals. And one, there's a balance between having really good match fitness, mm. but also the durability. You've got to get used to getting the hits. And as a fullback, you're getting plenty of them. So I would, I'd say two weeks, and then I'd probably bring him back on the bench. Yeah. You feel for players like Nick Meany, who's done a, a great job. All year in that number one jersey for for the Storm. He's also their goal kicker. Yeah, this, that's that's why they're not in a rush. Sats. That's going to be really interesting about the the goal kicking because they don't have a recognised goal kicker if Meany's out. Now, Pappenhausen is a goal kicker, mm. but coming back from a shattered kneecap, yeah, you'd be apprehensive. That game, by the way, you can catch it. Uh, our listeners through SENQ sixteen twenty on the Gold Coast. Or eleven seventy SEN in Sydney, you can catch that game live, called by Drury Forbes and Andrew McCulloch on Saturday afternoon, or of course via the SEN app. If you don't have it, download the app and you can listen to that game live. It'll be one of the one of the most listened or watched host plus cup games. Well, outside of a grand final, second right? tier yeah. games away from the NRL. I think it'll be. I think everyone is going to be really interested in seeing how he pulls up. Woogie and Worm, our girls just got bloody dusted 56-55 by the Pommies in a pool game at the Netball World Cup. I'm just trying to find some info on Rooster Muzz. Lost by a point. Well, England are ranked third in the world. We're first. So. Didn't England knock us over in the uh, Commonwealth Games too? When we were, they did too, yeah. When we were red hot. Mm. You know the Commonwealth Games that were on the Gold Coast and they told everyone to leave the country? <laughs> and then they said, can everyone come back? Uh, boys, my big upsets this round, Sharks, Tigers and Titans. That's from Michelle at Dubbo. So Sharks are playing the Bunnies. 
the Tigers are playing the Raiders in Canberra. And tomorrow night, we're, I'm calling this game. I'm looking forward to it, actually. The Warriors playing the Gold Coast. Big challenge for the Titans. See if they can do it two weeks in a row. You're right, Sats. 90K for three games. Teddy's not retiring until he gets tapped on the shoulder. That's mm. from Michael. For the first time in 13 attempts, England have beaten Australia at the Netball World Cup. So Steve, Australia blew an eight-goal lead. Did they? Wow. Uh, Steve from Dubbo, he's, he's sent a, a few texts in, but this one I like. We're talking about Nikita Zhu earlier. yeah. He will punch portholes in Brubaker. He will, Steve. He will. He's too strong. And what about, uh, by quickly, before we go to break, uh, Tim Zhu. Tim Zhu on September 30. So when... Jamel Charlo takes on Canelo Alvarez. Officially, they walk into the ring on September 30. He will be given the WBO Super Welterweight World Championship belt. So what that means is, is that he has the ability to, someone will have to challenge him for that belt outside of Charlo. So and who would that be? Well, it might be a guy by the name of Brian Mendoza, who's the WBC, who will be the WBC champion right. as well. So, um it, this is exactly what he wants. He wants to be able to fight someone in, in America. Right, yeah. Let's go to a break. Chris Nelson's got some tips for the weekend in Queensland. That's coming up next. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia and World Gym. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sport Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, we better uh, check out with a man who uh, likes tipping $15 winners like he did during mm. the week. Well done, Nelson. Uh, remember, gamble responsible. Actually, that's not what I need to say. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Yes. Nelso, well, welcome to the show. Yes. Imagine what you could be buying with $15 winners, guys. Exactly. No, that's not the right message no, to send not. out. But anyway, <laughs> let's uh, move on. Big weekend of racing around Queensland. Yes? Yes, it is. We've got uh, plenty of meetings around the state. Uh, we have a main meeting, of course, at Eagle Farm on Saturday. We race at Aquas Park Gold Coast on the Poly Track once again. Uh, we've got some uh, provincial meetings, some cup meetings, but we also race the Tab Zone at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone, Sunny Coast on Sunday, and Townsville on Sunday. Don't forget next Saturday, big day at Cluden Park in Townsville. It's the running of the Cleveland Bay and the, uh, the Townsville Cup. So looking forward to that. But a couple of uh, other cup meetings, Mataburra and Nanango were both holding their cup meetings on Saturday. Non-tab, so if you're in the area, head out there and enjoy the festivities. Yeah, love it. Townsville Cup. That'd be Is a it great big? Day. I've never done it. That'd be a great day. I could imagine it'd be very big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. You got it any- is big. Um, do they put it on around the same time as the Cairns Cup? Like, Is that on soon? Or? It's Cairns Amateurs, isn't it? Amateurs yeah, is bigger than... No, yeah. no. No, the Cairns Cup, then the Cairns Amateurs. The Cairns Amateurs is in September, yeah. and the Cairns Cup's in August. We've mm. got to do it this year. We've got to do the amateur. The Mini amateurs bus. is better. Okay. It's a minibus. Minibus? Yep. Nelso will drive? Yep. And how many long necks is it between oh. here and Cairns? I don't know. Anyway, let's not go None into that either. Driving. What tips have you got on the weekend, Nelso? All right, here's a couple for Eagle Farm. I think will run really well. Race three, number three, Tango Fever. Good winning first up for Rob Heathcote. 
three weeks ago at Eagle Farm, further improved. It looks way too good for those. Race three, number three. And race five, number five, Field Weary, comes up from New South Wales. One there, two starts back. Latest run was in Queensland at Doombin, though. Drew a wide gate, got back, ran on really well. I think much better placed on Saturday and doesn't look to be a lot of depth in that race either. So I'm pretty confident that those two will both run really well. If you're looking for one at odds, race seven, number 15, Uncle Russ. I think he'll improve up to 1,400 metres. He can back him each way. All right, mate. Could you get yourself a new phone as well? That's what you could buy instead. A new phone. Yeah. Why? What's Your line's shocking. <laughs> I remember, remember a couple of years ago, Nelso, it took him a year to sort out his headphones. <laughs> Here we are again. <laughs> Here we are again. Mate, this contract must be over, so let's go for it. Queensland is racing. Your, your phone plan, probably time to renew it. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. You're just a victim because you're a fan of a flip phone, aren't you? I've still got it, and the Nokia is my backup phone. So and listen to it. It sounds yeah. like you're on the backup one. Exactly. Uh, Nelso, thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. We're about to head off. Just before we do, a couple of texts here. Freddie is done. Too inconsistent with selection. That's from Craig Sats. Mm, and also, we should have seen the rear of Freddie. Yeah, from 970. Uh, Woogie, are you the Sharon Streslecki of the SEN netball team? What? what what's that? Why? Why? There's a word here from a New South Wales, uh, New Zealand listener. This, in, this establishmentarianism. Why is that? Why has that been sent through? I oh, know it's a, when you oppose something. So, uh, um, one one two seven is it worth tuning in today? Is Glenn doesn't get much airtime when the fourth best is on? You're correct. Hmm, He's true. not on. Uh, hi, Sats and Jason. How's Badge going? I miss his Tulsa tones on the radio. I'm just a happy night supporter. Glad to be well away from the dreaded spoon. I never expected this coming this season. Our depth so thin. Sporty Gav. Up the mighty nights. Well, but Badger's probably asleep right now having yeah. his afternoon kip. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's say the Broncos win a premiership. Payne has his premiership. Do you think that opens up more possibility clubs for him? Yeah, absolutely. If he wins a comp this year, he'll just leave it. He'll leave it go till the end of the season if he really wants to. He's got the bargaining power. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Hey, um, Thursday night football, not too far away. It's the Chooks and the Sea Eagles at the SCG, SEN League. On its way. You'll be back Monday night with the Rat. You'll be counting down to the Matildas mm. versus the Dutch. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yes. They are playing the Dutch. Yes. Denmark, right. yeah. Yeah, Monday night. Hey, enjoy uh, Thursday night footing. See you, Satsy. Giddy up. Good